Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Welcome to our One Son, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers, a wellness and self-care podcast designated to uplifting the voices of women of color. Author, self-love activist, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. Join the tribe as we embark on a journey of healing, mothering, womanhood, and collectivism through the ancestral practice of storytelling. Whether you're looking for an infinity space, sisterhood, or mommy tribe, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and self-care enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Happy 2021. Are you looking for a space to connect with other women? Are you trying to deepen your self-care practice? Are you a busy, high-achieving Black girl or maybe just someone, a woman looking for a space to deepen her wellness journey? Well, if you are, no need to look any further. Our company, One Sun, Three Flowers, is now offering yoga classes for children 5 through 18 and women. Women, if you're wanting to participate in our virtual yoga classes, you can click the link in our description or you can visit bit.ly slash flower tribe. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash flower tribe. And to sign your daughter up or a girl in your community, you can visit bit.ly slash blooming girls three. That's the number three. B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-L-O-O-M-I-N-G three. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Fun Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. Today I am excited because I've brought on a very special guest, Rashonda Scott, and in a moment I'll introduce her to you all. We brought her on here to talk about divine feminine energy and just even saying it has me kind of like a roll in my back. But before we get into the conversation, let me take some time to pay her her due diligence and read her biography. So Rashonda is the owner of Pieces of Can Thanks, LLC. She aims to empower, uplift, and inspire the Black woman through jewelry. She stated this business and she started this business in 2018 in Chicago with just a hope and a dream to empower and pay homage to the Landake Warriors. Her goal is sharing those empowering moments of clarity with you while you are in her jury. She offers signature earring, earrings, bracelets, and necklaces. And her bestseller at the moment is her custom fit and designed waist beads. She offers free women empowerment photo shoots and plans to be and have many self-care seminars as soon as COVID allows. And without further ado, Rashonda, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. How are you? I hope you all are doing blessed, loving yourself a little more than you did yesterday. Oh, yes. Just, uh, day by day. I like that. I like that energy. You're already bringing into the show before we can even get into it. Love yourself a little more each day. I love that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm excited to have you. I think that divine feminine energy is a conversation that is really important to have. I, I've seen it coming up a lot more. Um, and I think that it's great because 
you know, there have been so many messages and conversations centered around how Black women are expected to show up, how women are expected to show up. Um, and some of those conversations are focused on equality. Some of them are focused on equity. And listen, whatever people feel and, and how they feel they should show up in this lifetime, I really feel like it's an individual choice. Personally, that's my personal philosophy. Yeah, but I think that it's great that if if you want and you feel connected to that divine feminine energy, knowing, knowing that that is a space of its own, it's beautiful, it's strong, it's abundant. And I'm glad that we have a practitioner like yourself to help us really like get into this conversation and, and learn more about the divine feminine energy. So um, with that being said, would you mind just for people who are not familiar with uh, this uh, term, would you mind helping us explore what it is and what it means? Yes. So I have broken it down into layman terms because I am very um, spiritual. So sometimes what I say may not make sense to the common person that is maybe just now starting their self-love journey or just tap it into their feminine energy awareness. Um, so what I have come up with is divine energy is like a frequency of both physical and spiritual at the most highest vibration of motherhood and life giving. And with that being said, it's a force that naturally enhances divine laws, love and harmony all together. I like I like the lemon's turn. I like it because it's simple and straightforward and we have a working understanding of what it means. And at the same time, if you're a little deeper into that spiritual uh, journey, you can also feel the energy that comes off of that very simplistic definition. Yes, I, I love it. Um, I just started my feminine journey. Um, just being more aware. Um, I started it five years ago. And so I've learned a lot along the way and I hope to inspire others to learn more as well. Yeah, I, I love that. So in your feminine journey, you've been on five, a five year journey. Um, that's, you know, half a decade. So that's pretty significant. What led you into wanting to go down the, this journey of uh, being more aware or in tune with their divine feminine energy? So I think it was more so of I had no true knowledge of what feminine energy was and how to use it and how to balance it. And what does that mean for the people that are sharing my aura? Like, you know, so I don't know. One day I had my I just had my last daughter. I have four children and I woke up one day and I was like, I'm just not happy. And I literally started writing, okay, why are you not happy? Where are places for improvement? And that sparked my journey. Um, at the next month I woke up and I said, okay, I'm tired of this situation. And I packed me, my family and my husband up and we left 600 miles and we moved to Chicago. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful, though, because I think that the idea of um, a rose can grow out of concrete uh, is really like an image that's coming to me like, oh, OK, I'm unhappy, but I'm going to try to figure out what I can do to uh, make happiness, draw happiness to me. And so in, in your sadness, something beautiful has emerged, not only this helpful for you, but now it seems like 
you now that you created this business, you're also helping other women. Yeah, I feel like when you're in a state of, um, I like to call it like impoverished mindset. Mm-hmm. We still have value. We just haven't tapped into what that value is yet. Like when I told people mm-hmm. that I was leaving and I only had a thousand dollars, they all looked at me like, you have got to be crazy. You got a newborn. My baby was three months. <laughs> I believe Yeah, she was three months and I'm on the road in this U-Haul. I'm breastfeeding and I'm just walking into my better self. I literally only had faith <laughs> for this trip Faith and gas money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I just, I just want women to give themselves their flowers and to realize that you do have the strength to get through these things. Flowers um, and really uh, walking in this divine feminine energy. What ways can or things can we do? to help us hide in um, this floral essence and be able to be more of this um, authentic and energetic divine feminine being? Um, So you just have to, it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like when you're dating, you're trying to find your husband. (laughs) So you just have to try some things and like, oh, that didn't work. So I'm going to try this. Oh, that works. So we're going to put this in the work bucket and we're going to just do away with this thing. It's kind of, that's the part of the journey. You're going to be, it's going to be a hit and miss. It's trial and error. (laughs) So um, it's not, this journey is not a one size fit all. So what may work for your sister, it may not work for you. It's definitely not a one size fit all situation at all. I feel like what has really kept me aligned is my waist beads okay yeah my waist beads have helped me in a major way um physically uh, mentally and emotionally it keeps me in check with me so let's talk about how so um because i know that a lot of people um have talked seen waist beads and waist beads have become something that people see more so as trendy i know some people see waist beads as a way for them to uh kind of monitor their weight or their eating but they as you just um shared they have a very spiritual and significant uh, historical context. So can you talk to us about uh, how you use the waist beads to help you tap into your divine feminine energy? Um, And then also for anyone who's just new to the term, would you mind also explaining what waist beads are? Of course. So I'm just going to set the record straight. Waist beads are not a necessity. Waist beads are for your journey. Um, so they are a West African culture to enhance awareness, uh, to balance your feminine energy on your entire womanhood journey. I like to say womanhood journey, like the womb. Okay, so waist beads um, are tools to help you face a lot of different obstacles. Um, you can use them for many different reasons, but all of them surround boosting your feminine energy. This is definitely a, um, it's an interpersonal tool. Um, and I wish um, I could educate a lot more people on how that is in personal. I'm so glad that you've given me this platform. 
you know what? You're so welcome. Yeah, I would love for us to talk about how they're more of an interpersonal tool. And I love that you said they're not an accessory. Um, so if someone was to purchase a pair of waist beads from you and they were working on um, wanting to bring in more of that feminine energy, what would be some guidance that you would give them? Well, firstly, um, with it being an interpersonal tool for your feminine journey, I always include a consultation because a lot of people, like you said, they don't know the history behind what they're putting on their waist. <laughs> so I always include that this is a West African culture. I always ask them, what did you think to what what was your purpose for for getting the waist beads? How can I how can I help you with whatever it is that you're struggling with? Um, a lot of people come to me um, on their weight loss journey. Um, you know, when you wear your waist beads on your on your waist, the goal is to get them to your hips. So if they get to your hips, you have met your goal and you might need a new set. <laughs> you know. It's yeah. also for boosting your feminine energy. A lot of people do it for healing. Um, you're able to get crystals on there, you know, to heal your chakras and to just recenter um, your chakras. You can also get them for a rite of passage for young girls. Um, I feel like that's one of the traditions far as waist beads that people are not aware of. Um, in Africa, when a woman gets her first set of waist beads, she's a woman. <laughs> Like, it's like when you get your period, mm -hmm. you're a woman now. And so I think a lot of people miss that marker. I'm, I have three girls and I'm so excited for when they start the woman journey because <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> I have the waist beads yes, ready, huh? ready. Colors picked out. <laughs> yes. You know, that's funny because I was just going to ask you, like, okay, so... You you can bring it bring it for chakra healing. Um, you can bring it for you. You can be calling in different things and healing different things. So do the colors matter? That I that was my next question. So waist beads are very intentional. So the colors do matter. Um, for instance, if you're feeling um like your vision is off, I would suggest purple waist beads because they go to the crown chakra. The crown chakra helps with your higher self. That's just an example. But yes, the colors do matter. Okay. So this is why the self-assessment is really important um, so that you can really figure out what you're trying to use the waste piece for and you're not just picking them, as you said, as an accessory, but they're really a tool of Absolutely. Healing. And like I said, overall, it is to boost your feminine energy is to boost your confidence is to realign you with you the true you mm. yeah i love that i think that you know and this is why and i let me preface it with this my listeners know i am a huge proponent of like journaling um meditation solitude, things that really get you in touch with you. And I think that this conversation with you is really um, helping me to really push for those elements because um, when we want to add tools to our journey of healing, sometimes it's important for us to get clear before we seek out a practitioner such as yourself on how can I help myself in this area? Well, if we haven't taken time to really be reflective of the area we're trying to work towards, um, 
you know, sometimes we won't be able to get the exact tools that we need. I do believe all things work together. Mm -hmm. Um, Things are always working together for us. But I do think that taking some time to be reflective on like, am I working on boosting my feminine energy? Like you said, am I trying to be clear with thought? Am I trying to, does my throat chakra need to be open? Am I unable to speak? speak and say the things that I need. Um, And so I love that you are helping women with these tools. And I'm wondering, um, in that same breath, I just mentioned from my own vein, uh, meditation and journaling, but are there things that they can do after they get the weight speed? So like you said, you want the you want to lose weight, you need to get them down to your, um, your legs. Are there things that women can do after they've received the waste fees for whatever they're working So on. that um, embarks on whatever part of the journey you're on. So let's say, for instance, you got the waste fees because you would like to feel peace. What is peace for you? Mm-hmm. You have to continue throughout this journey, stay in tune with self. You have to ask yourself these questions. So what is peace? What is love? What are these things? Do I feel these things? How can I change these things? And um, as you said before, journaling has definitely helped. Journaling is nothing but talking to yourself, literally. You're having an in-depth conversation with yourself. So I definitely recommend Mm -hmm. everyone um, pick up a journal. I started my journal with, I think I picked up a few small notebooks from the Dollar Tree. And I started Oh, I love the Dollar Tree. Yes. I'm like, I know that's <laughs> random, but they have great spiritual tools yes. for a good price. <laughs> you have to start somewhere. I started at the Dollar Tree um, and I started with one and my thoughts were all over the place. And by the time I finished that one journal, I had about six of them. I have a journal for everything now. I have a journal for traveling. <laughs> I have a journal for my mm-hmm. spiritual being. I have a journal for my business. I have a journal for my goals. I have a journal for what house I want to have. I have a journal for everything. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's very important because <laughs> in the black community, we don't really talk about mental health. And I feel like journaling compartmentalizes those emotions and gives them purpose. Yeah. And absolutely, absolutely. And I, I love that you talk about the way you've segmented the things that you're working on into different journals, especially when we're having a conversation about being womb men or um, our womb, the things that we're placing on our womb. Um, you mentioned waste fees. And I think that um, the, the understanding that divine feminine energy, that's creation Period. energy. Um, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That is like manifestation, um, really one-on-one. So I love that you're helping women do this work because when you tap into that energy, you really can create the life that you are seeking. Absolutely. And most of the journey that I have experienced so far is me blocking me, (laughs) literally. So asking yourselves those questions and being aware, like it it removes all those obstacles out the way and you walk right into your better self. Each step, each time you knock a barrier down, you're one step closer to your better self. You are one step closer to your better self. So what are some things that have benefited you um, since 
starting to heal your relationship with your divine feminine energy? How have you seen your life physically, spiritually, emotionally change? Where, where has the transition come in? So I believe the transition came in when I finally walked into my awakening. And I, at first I was just like, why was I doing all of these things? Why was I accepting all of these things? And I was very upset with self. And it really starts with that forgiveness. Like forgive yourself for mm-hmm. the mistakes that you didn't know any better for. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't you did the best you could with what you had, but now that you know better, you can do better. I just want to like pause and run it back on that point because I I, I don't think somebody heard her. <laughs> and you know, I really want us to sit with that because what you said, Rashonda, is so deeply important. Forgiving yourself for what you didn't know. Um, you know, I think that I think that I was, I, you know, it's funny because I talked, I was just talking to a friend, a friend about that. The, the loving and graceful and sweet and forgiving energy um, that the divine feminine has a lot of times is used externally. Mm-hmm. But for you to call in and talk to us about you led with love yourself a little more each day and now to forgive yourself for what you didn't know, that same divine energy is not always about creating things in the the, the tangible or outside mm-hmm. of yourself, but also so much about drawing that energy into yourself and mothering and loving and healing and accepting I absolutely agree. I feel like a lot of people say creative, they think of creating physical things, but you're creating every day. If you're a mother and you have multiple children, you are creating different learning patterns between these children because no one child is the same. So you're you're coming up with right. plenty of ways how to meet their needs. So everyone is a creative in a sense. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're looking around at the things you have in your home or the experiences you have, you you're a creator, which also I think as a mother, we're talking we're getting into that home energy. Um is why it's important for us to do the things that you're you're doing because I believe that because we're creators and because uh, we're such divine energetic beings, we also can create the energy in our homes. We, we're able to transform and transmute things. Absolutely. And so just by us getting it right, we change the dynamic. I, of the I, I totally agree. And I was just telling a friend of mine, we are the powerhouse of energy in every space we go into. We should everything. (laughs) If we're not good, nobody around us is good. And you Mm -hmm. you stop and pay attention, Mm -hmm. you'll see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that you said that. You know, for me and the journey, and, and, and you got you got to love some good, authentic conversations. So I hope you all are feeling this as much as me. But I'm really connecting with Rashonda because I, I think about the ways that I have used my energy to birth things that I want. But see, what you're also talking about that for me is the elephant in the room is that how I have birthed situations and experiences that I have not wanted by not being intentional um, about how I am using my energy to create 
the experiences in the life that I want to lead. So being a little more transparent, when we when we lead with um, feelings of uh, anger, for mm-hmm. instance, sadness, uh, we can be, and then we see the explosions happening, yes. right? How did these things around me happen? How did the, how how did I get myself into the situation? Versus being aware of how we're feeling, aware of where we are, getting a hold of that energy because we can, and then ha- creating the experience we want, which does take work, but it is possible. So I love that you talk about. I love that you're bringing up that point about how our energy can be so transformative in all spaces and situations. Absolutely. Um, and it's very important that the whole part of the journey is to con- not only initially become aware, but to continue to be aware of self, the power that you possess mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> every single day. Yes, yes, yes. So I just love that. And, I, and for, for women who have... Um, who are advocating for uh, to want to show up the same as men. How do you see that? Um, Because I know you're really I really feel like being in your feminine energy, it is creative. So there's not necessarily a box that you can put around feminine energy. Feminine energy is fluid and it transforms to whatever is needed. That's the part of the love part of feminine energy. And I feel like um, in society, mm-hmm. we have put up these like these different gender roles of what a woman is supposed to do and what a man is supposed to do. Like men, even have feminine energy. Educate the people, please, Rashonda. Now <laughs> she's gonna learn y'all something today, okay? Ladies, the feminine energy is not just no. For it's, us. It, everybody <laughs> is has some type of feminine energy. It's just how much you tap into it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that same mindset, right, um, we're all the energy is fluid. We're both feminine and masculine. Well, how can how can our men who are listening recognize what feminine energy looks like in a masculine being? I would have to say that in a masculine being, I feel like emotional awareness for them uh, because it's been so many years of this generational curse of they have to be hard uh you show any feelings Mm -hmm. like just being in tune and feeling those feelings out like that's huge for feminine energy because that's what we do we feel those feelings out and then we fix them (laughs) yeah yeah I love that giving themselves permission to be vulnerable, giving themselves permission to cry and release, really, really just giving themselves permission to be human. I think that's really important because we see so many conversations uh, about hyper masculinity Mm -hmm. or toxic masculinity, but kind of what heals that is. For men to allow divine feminine energy to come yes, in. Is that what you're I saying? Feel like, um, just in a household setting, um, us women play a big part in how they tap into that. Like, are we providing a space where they can grow in that area? It's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, just like yeah. we need a, a good environment to expose our feminine energy and to be vulnerable, like men need the same thing. 
And and what would provision of space, like what would the providing of that space actually look like um, for our male it, It's really a space that is understanding because when you're learning something, um, you just have to think of it as a child. When you teach your child to tie the shoes, they're not going to learn on the first time. <laughs> you're going to have to do that over and over and over again. And so it's going to take them unconditioning uh, the process of being hard. You know, it's going to take them a lot of time. And you have to just be patient and understanding that they're doing their best, even if it doesn't look like they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So understanding, uh, again, bringing in more of like softer, uh, the, again, tapping into that divine energy, feminine energy, being softer, being understanding really breeds a space for them to be able to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Enough to tap I into totally theirs. agree. Um, just You just have to think of it as feminine energy is not a woman thing. It's something everybody needs. Everybody needs love in an environment. Everybody needs some understanding and some patience in an environment. So we have to grant them that as well. So they mm-hmm. feel comfortable giving themselves permission to let their guard down and just be human for once. Uh, yes, I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. I think that um, I think that those kind of conversations not only need to happen, um, as you said, in male communities, but specifically, you know, I, I'm a big advocate and proponent of communities of color, especially the black community. And I think that um, for our, our black brothers, I think it's really important for us to be able to stand with them and say, hey, like, you know, you don't have to be hard all the time. And, you know, we're here to meet you with love. I think it's really beautiful that you've brought Absolutely. that into the I feel like there's a lot of things in the Black community that they we, we have to open the dialogue for this conversation. Um, all of these conversations. There's no way to break a generational curse without educating and understanding and speaking it out of your mouth. Like, your mouth mm-hmm. is a very powerful mm-hmm. one, so you need to use it in order to grow. Yeah, I love that. So with that being said, just out of curiosity, um, your mouth is something that's great for it to grow. So do you have any um, affirmations or uh, sayings that you cling to that really help to heighten your divine feminine yes. energy? So I am a Leo, so I am by nature very hard on myself. I'm like the worst critic for myself. And I have to remind myself to be gentle with me. You know, you're doing the best mm-hmm. that you can. And if you look at your journey where you were five years ago, you have come a long way. So give yourself flowers every day. Oh, I love that. Be gentle with me. Like the understanding that you were talking about in that provisional space that you were saying is important for us to facilitate in male partnership. It's also important for us to have for our own individual. Absolutely. And like I said, most of being feminine in your feminine energy is being gentle. (laughs) And so when you hear narratives like um, the angry black woman, or when you hear conversations about black women being aggressive or outspoken, 
how do you see that um, as it relates to divine? Uh, so as I said before, feminine energy is very fluid. So sometimes you might be Eat, sometimes you might come Hennessy. So it just depends on your energy as well. <laughs> so, it's, it's levels. It's levels for sure. And I like that we're taking that pressure off of ourselves and not have to be one way. So don't stop. Uh-oh, like you going in and out. Oh, I said, well, you can, we can also be soft and I can also check your tail. Like for you to know that divine feminine shows up a lot of different ways. Like I can, I can check someone and I can also be soft. I can be everything. And I can also be none of it. Um, giving ourselves permission to be who Absolutely. we are in our individual. Um, I feel like, like I said, the feminine energy is all about you. It's being in tune with you. So if something is bothering you and you're suppressing it, are you in tune with yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you are you really it. in tune with yourself? Bring are you content with how that made you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know also you mentioned earlier about you being a Leo um, and we talk about um, if anybody's into astrology, um, the moon is a source of feminine energy. Is that something that you work with with your clients as well for them to hide in there? Yeah. So energy? every service or every product that I offer. I have went through this journey myself, so I can provide you expertise. I feel like that's very important, especially with it being such an intimate um, tool for your feminine journey. So yes, I do offer um, different things. I have customized waist beads, um, because like I said, I feel like this is very intimate. It needs to be made specifically for you. Like nobody else should be able to come and get this. You know, so right. I do get women right. that, you know, can right. you give me a, a waist piece set that focus on my sun sign? And could you give me a waist piece set with my moon um, and, and my rising? I do get women that get different uh, things as uh, far as their customized waist piece, which I really appreciate because I feel like I'm truly helping you. This is not something you picked up at Target. This is for you. Right. Yeah, this is not a target experience. This is not a one size fits all. So for those uh those people listening and they're interested in being sized up, if you will, by you, I'm wondering um how um people can connect with you um and more learn more about your business and even more so if any uh of our listeners connect with you because of this podcast. Do you have any uh, special promotions or offers that you yes. can offer? Yes. So for the month of February, I am doing the sell buy one, get one free for our waist speeds. Uh, so definitely tap in. Um, we do have Instagram and Facebook. You can send us a message to start your free consultation. And even if you don't want to buy waist speeds and you have questions about waist speeds or about feminine energy, um, you can definitely send me an inbox. I will definitely respond. 
Awesome. And can you say again those um the name of your Facebook and Instagram so people can connect? So my with you on there? uh Facebook is Pieces of Candidates is K-A-N-D-A-K-E-S L-L-C. And then the same thing um goes for my Instagram. We're also on Clubhouse as well. I know Clubhouse is a new uh social media that a lot of people are interested in. We uh, do self-care Sundays every Sunday to tap into your feminine energy and do the work. Awesome. Thank you. And all of that information will be in our show notes so that you can, as Rashonda said, tap in and get into this healing. Um, <laughs> and before we go, Rashonda, <laughs> yes. And before we go, I always ask my guests to leave our listeners with a you final words of wisdom. So would yes. you mind so, sharing a few? Um, pieces of Candace's slogan is the beauty is in your story. So whether your story feels like right now you're in a down period or up period, it's all beautiful. Oh, the beauty is in your story. Well, thank you, Rashonda, for sharing your story with us and joining us on this Of course, podcast. and thank you for giving me this platform to educate my, my royal family. <laughs> you are so welcome. Listeners, it has been a pleasure having you all tune in with us again for another Wednesday. You know episodes premiere every week on Wednesdays. Make sure you continue to listen, favorite us on your favorite podcast platform, share it with a friend, and until next time, make sure you bloom into your best See self. you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.onesun3flowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And remember to bloom into your best self.